0: Happy Valentine's Day, friends. Or maybe it's not so happy. You no, know, it's love month. And I think for many of us who struggle with the feelings of feeling unloved, we can really be triggered in this month, can't we? And really experience hurt on a whole new level. I don't know if your feelings of being unloved or hurt stem from rejection or betrayal or harsh words, but in my experience, that pervasive feeling of being unloved really comes from childhood, a childhood experience, a childhood word spoken over us that forms a core belief. So for me, I didn't experience love as a child the way normally is required for child development. And I learned that love had to be earned, that love would be withheld if you're not good enough. And I had this real hard time. Um, understanding love because, of course, I was never going to be good enough and I constantly was in the position where love was withheld. And this lack of understanding true love and having true love modeled for me created in me this core belief, this core belief that I was unlovable. And that affected how I lived my life. It affected the partners I chose, It affected the friendships I had, it affected my goals, it affected even my finances, like this pervasive belief that I am unloved and unlovable affected every area of my life. And maybe you can relate to that. You know, maybe your feelings of being unlovable didn't start off in childhood like me. Maybe you were betrayed by a spouse. Maybe um, you were backstabbed by a close friend. And, um, you know, you've just been hurt and rejected. And it's changed how you viewed yourself. See, here's the problem. When we feel unlovable it's a view that we have on ourselves and it creates this core belief the thing is we have anchored our lovability in other things and people right to feel unlovable because of the actions of others means that we have anchored our lovability in other things and people When really, we need to learn to anchor it in the one who is love itself and loved us to death on a cross, right? We need to anchor it in Jesus' love for us. But of course, we're made for connection and we long for human interaction. But we need to recognize that the all-powerful, sovereign creator loves us. He loves you. And that means that without a doubt, you are lovable, no matter what messages you receive from the world, no matter who has hurt you, no matter who has left you, no matter who has betrayed you, no matter who has spoken unlovable things over you. That is not about you. It is not about who you are. You are a child of God, loved. You know, I have experienced in my own marriage periods of feeling unlovable. And the reason why is because I brought this belief of being unlovable into the marriage. And then I looked for him to prove to me that I was lovable. That's not my spouse's job. But I looked to him and I didn't recognize his areas of struggle as his own brokenness. I interpreted his areas of struggle in our relationship as me being unlovable. Do you track with me here? We have had struggles in our marriage and I interpreted his personal struggle that was brought into the marriage as me being unlovable. Why? One, because I had this core belief that I was unlovable. And so my vision was filtered through this. And two, I was looking for him to fulfill love that only God can give us. God is everlasting love. Jeremiah 31.3 God's love endures forever. Psalm 136.2 God's love never fails Lamentations 2:22 that is where we need to anchor our love and i can tell you when we are anchored in the love of Christ when we see ourselves the way God sees us as fully known fully seen fully loved we stop looking for other people to prove to us that we are lovable When we accept God's love for us, and when we accept our identity in Christ, then everyone else's expression of love is seen through grace, right? I have learned to see my husband's expression of love through grace, understanding that he too is a broken human just like I am. I don't love my husband perfectly because I am incapable of doing that. So if his source of feeling fully loved came from me, a broken person, incapable of unconditional love the way God is, he would constantly be feeling unloved. Just like when I wasn't fully rooted in Christ's love, and I looked to my husband to be that person, and he's not capable of being that person because no one is. I felt it as deep personal rejection. I saw it as evidence of the core belief I had that I was unlovable. Are you struggling with that core belief? When you're feeling unlovable, is it because deep down inside, you believe that you aren't lovable? has Christ's love never been modeled to you in human relationship? Have you been hurt by your parents? Have you been hurt by a spouse? Has it made you question your value and your worth? Here's one thing that's true. Hurt does need time to heal. If you've been hurt, like I was hurt by my parents, like I was hurt in my marriage, it took time to heal. But I had to take that healing to God. I had to operate in forgiveness towards them so my heart wouldn't turn bitter and bring my hurt to God and let the love of Jesus fill in all those broken places. I also had to recognize that not everyone deserves space in my life. If there are people in my life that were constantly triggering me to feel unloved because of how they treated me, I had to create a boundary. Not everyone deserves space in my life. If my parents start to act like I need to earn their love, I have a boundary for that. That is not acceptable. You will not have space in my life then. You are lovable because the God of love created you in love. Because Jesus Christ left heaven to come to earth to die for you. That is love. He has loved you with an everlasting love. So if you are feeling unlovable, friend, I want you to take that hurt to Jesus. I want you to nurture your inner child, you are not at fault for the way your parents or your spouse or your boyfriend chose to love you. Their inability to love is a condition of their brokenness, not your lovability. I want you to hear that again. Someone else's inability to love you It's not a a reflection of your lovability. It's a reflection of their own brokenness. You're lovable. You also need to validate your pain. It's okay to grieve. I had to grieve not having parental love the way I needed it as a child. I had to grieve not experiencing the safety and security that love comes from a parent. I had to grieve the idea of love that I I thought was realistic in a marriage and replace it with truth. It's okay to validate your pain and grieve, but I want you to continue to moving forward in that and really explore your expectations. Are you looking for what only God can provide in others? Are you looking for what only God can provide in others. I had to realize I was looking for what only God could provide in my spouse. My spouse is not God. I am not God. They cannot fill all my brokenness. They cannot love me with the unconditional love. They're not capable of it. Not because they don't want to, not because they don't desire to, not because I'm not created to be loved, but as humans, we are limited in our capacity and our own personal experiences and brokenness affect the way we demonstrate love. It's hard for me to demonstrate love maybe towards others the way I should because I never learned it. I'm learning it now. Terry and I have had to do deep dives into our love languages and learning what that means, and learning how we could love each other properly in the way God wants us to. But still, ultimately, my source is not my spouse. My source is Christ. The other thing you need to do if you're feeling unlovable is practice some self-compassion. You've been through some hurts. You've been through some hurts. It's okay to be compassionate with yourself. But friend, do not set up camp in the core belief that you are unlovable. The good news is a belief can be challenged and can be changed. When that feeling of being unlovable creeps in, you need to challenge it with the truth of the gospel. When the enemy wants to accuse you and say you're not loved, you say, no, Jesus died for me, that is love. When your spouse is not loving you the way you need to be loved, talk to them, share your needs, but ultimately go to Jesus. Ask Jesus to love you through others. Ask Jesus to love others through you. And let the love that you and your spouse share be emboldened by the Holy Spirit. Ask for God's love to be a reflection in your life from others around you. But remember, we have to anchor our lovability in truth. Friend, you are loved God designed you before the foundations of the earth. He knit you together in your mother's womb with such love and care. God has a hope and a future for you. God wants to be your friend. God wants to be your counselor. God wants to be your rest. God wants to be your peace. God wants to be your joy. God loves you. And that's the belief you have to anchor yourself in. And when the world tells you a different message, you remind the world of your God. When your inner negative self-talk wants to tell you another message, you remind yourself of who your God is. When the actions of your spouse or a loved one bring deep hurt and deep rejection and deep sense of abandonment, you remind yourself of who the source of your love is. And you go and abide with Christ and let him fill in those broken pieces. I can tell you right now, if you are living through the hurt of being unloved by someone, God can restore you. God can make you whole. Bring your hurt and your pain to him. And actively take charge on rewriting your lovability story actively take charge of renewing your mind when it comes to your lovability. You are loved, period. Not because of what you do, not because of what you look like, not because of who you know, not because of where you live, not because of anything. You are loved simply because God created you and loves you and calls you his own. That's the core belief on love that you need to root yourself in front. This is something I'm still learning to do. Like I said, I grew up in a home where love was not freely given. I didn't understand love. I didn't trust love. I thought love had to look certain ways in order to prove itself to me in order to really prove to me that I was lovable. I had a really unhealthy relationship with love. But since I've been starting to learn about Christ's love, since I've been starting to root my identity in him, love has taken on a new name. Its name is Jesus. Love has taken on a new belief in me. I still have to protect that new belief. I still have to remind myself of my lovability. I still have to be active in putting on the armor of God as the enemy wants to attack me with lies when it comes to my lovability. But friend, you are loved. Hold yourself and know that truth that God loves you. Your affirming truth for today is, I am loved just as I am. I am loved just as I am. And our scripture comes today from Romans 8, 38, and 39. For I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God, right? It says, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, no powers, no height, no depth, nor anything else in all creation, that means other people too, will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing you can do, there's nothing you can say that will separate you from the love of God. God loves you. You are fully known, you are fully seen. And friend, you are fully loved. Cling to that truth today. I'll see you next week. Hey friends, before you go, I want you to know about a resource I have for you. If you struggle with replacing lies with truth, if you struggle with a negative mindset and really rooting your identity in Christ, I want you to go check out my Who You Say I Am biblically-based affirmation cards. They're a great way to learn what God has to say about you to combat lies and replace it with the truth of the word. You can find them at my website or in the link below.